What's up, guys? It's me, Michael. In case you forgot my fucking name. And, and this it's is me, Madaconge Madison. Madaconge Madison, Madeline. 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 Matilda. That's Matilda. what I get called nowadays. Not Trunchbull? My young self just flew out of me. It was like, you know, they talk about uh, letting the, what do they say? Letting the intrusive thoughts win. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I It was a joke, almost an inside joke, because I used to compare Madison to Trunchbull when we were children. From Matilda. And so I'm pointing out the irony of now you get called Matilda by one of your uh, acquaintances. Um, but without having that backstory, it just sounds like I'm fucking calling Madison the Trunchbull. In case Madison he's listening, he is more than an acquaintance to me. Obviously, yes, in case but... he's listening, I just don't want to put her business out there. Yeah. Um, but I'm Madison, and uh, this is... The Family Shrines Podcast. I think I got a fun one in store for us today. I actually took the time to put together an agenda uh, before that Madison has a little story for us. You ready to get into it? I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. Two siblings that like to make each other laugh Cracking fart jokes and reminiscing on the past I'm Michael and she's Madison Hi We're not family friendly but we're family size I think I fucked that up <laughs> <laughs> Alright Madaconj, you had a story? Yes, I have a story I was waiting on you to start talking for some reason It's okay uh, So, it. So at work, um a couple weeks ago, I got uh, an email. Corporate's coming to town. They're investigating the poll incident. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so corporate, when they come to town, they have a few different visits. One of them is announced. Another one is unannounced. Those are the two big ones. Mm-hmm. And this was an announced one. So I have a little bit of time uh, to prepare, get things together, clean like deep clean certain things that maybe we don't touch on all the time that kind of thing um and he came so so one of the last things I got to was the night before he came and I had to change our chalkboard so I had to do something real like on a whim like you know how I do my chalkboards um, unfortunately, I cannot post them in the Instagram post because it will out where I work. Mm. But, um, you know, I put a lot of detail into our chalkboards and everything and have gotten a lot of accolades for the chalkboards. But, you know, I have a special interest in art, so it's like my favorite thing to do. Um, and so anyway, I had to make one really quick, real fast. So I, so I made this like within an hour and okay. uh, got some more paperwork done and then brought it into work. So he came at 1 p.m. Um, I was just briefing the staff, like, make sure you do this, make sure you do that, make sure you do this, make sure you do that, over and over and over again. Like, don't forget to do this, don't forget to say this, blah, blah, blah. And he finally he shows up and he's doing his thing and he, like, looks at my chalkboard and he's like, Madison, I look look over at him. I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, this is very good and creative. 
And I'm like, you had no idea. I just did it last night. Anyway. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they borrow one of your designs for like a corporate Yeah, I did uh, for for Christmas I, uh, the past two years at least. And I guess it'll just be an annual thing. I do a uh, Santa Claus face. Yeah. And I really take my time on that. Like, it's a chalkboard and I have chalk markers. But I use like a paintbrush and stuff to really like... Like, it looks like a painting. Yes. And um, they used it in the corporate, like, update email that goes across the whole United States. Wow. They used it as, like, their top photo in Did it. they credit you? Yeah. Lit. They credited the store in my name. It was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, he saw that, and he said that, and then um, he goes to the store and everything, and a couple times he brings me somewhere, and he's like, you see this, like, you need to work on this, whatever, blah, blah. Well, then he comes up to me. He's like, okay, I'm all done. And he's like, you want to guess? Did I already tell you what I got? No, you haven't told me shit about this other than you couldn't record with me the yeah, other Yeah, I day. couldn't record. We're recording on Saturday because he came on Thursday. And I, like, that's when I was, Wednesday yeah. night I was doing the chalkboard and all that stuff. Um, you want to guess what I got? Well, 97. 98. Oh, Liddy. Liddy. Wait, and, 9 plus 8 is 17. Ooh. That's and, an, uh, another segment for today. Yeah, it is another segment. And it's my not-acquaintances. Like, that's one of his angel numbers. Hi, not-acquaintance. Hi, not-acquaintance. <laughs> well, that, that's going to be his name. Hey, not-acquaintance. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I got a 98, and I told my bosses, and they were like, that's the highest score so far in this slew of them. I've got, the first one I ever had, I got a 100. Oh, shit. And so that was pretty cool. But anyway, that's all I had. It's been stressful. It's not stressful anymore. We're doing good. Lit. Everything's awesome. And that's it. Good. So let's move on to the next thing. Are you ready? Yeah, that that was the ironic thing was like the last several weeks you usually like, unless it's like some gig you went to and like like swingers or some shit, like there's not always a story on your end or it is a story but it has to do with work and you can't tell it without giving yourself away. And I would have, I would have to, you know, I'd be coming up with these little things that happen in my week, and sometimes it would just be me droning on and taking up 40 minutes, and might not be that interesting. Um, so I was like, you know, this week, I don't know if I have anything, I'm just gonna cut out the fucking shit, but of course, you had something to talk about. Yeah, it was just a five minute update, though. I know, which is much better than the way that I, I tell stories. <laughs> no, sometimes it's like, some, sometimes your story's like the story about the AT&T guy. Yeah. Like that's a good that's a good story, but then sometimes it's like we get uh, it. We, you we shit. get it. You go to the bank and you take shit. <laughs> or no, not the bank, the the uh, gym. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the money gym is the bank. All right, let's get into it. All right, so I prepared uh, like a little. You know, when there's nothing to do in class, when you're in like fourth grade, and they just like hand out like a little. Buzz Lightyear themed crossword or some, you know what I'm saying? Just some bullshit, just some busy work. Um, I have put together a little worksheet for Madison. Not really work. She's not doing anything with a pencil. I'm holding this. But anyway, enough of that. Um, Madison. Yes. We talked about this. I'm excited because I have zero. I, I guess I know. Do I know what this is about? You, I haven't told you, but like it is about. A topic that we've talked about okay, recently. Okay, so all right, so I'm just excited that you've put something together 
because usually I'm the one that's coming up with like the games or the conversations. Mm-hmm. So and and if you do, you're ma- you're mainly just like riffing off of like websites or what you've already what you already know in your brain. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what you got for me today. All right, you might be mad at first though. Oh. Because the first game I have is called Guess the Plot. Okay. Which I should probably change the name. Anime edition. All right. Why would I know? Oh yeah, this but, is that's what it's all about. Huh? So so here's the thing. I called it Guess the Plot because the original idea was that I was going to give you a handful of anime names one by one, and you off of the name would have to come up with something. But when I talked with my wife about it, so shout out to Alexander, she made it more interesting, and we kind of found a middle ground between our two ideas. She was like, you have to at least make that multiple choice. And I was like, you're right, because Madison's reaction to anime, by the second or third one, and I think they only have like four or five here, um, she's going to be like, fuck, I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, I'm, just I'm exasperated. the same exact. So this time, I'm going to have, this is multiple choices. I'm going to give the name of the anime, I'm going to give two possible plots, and I want you to guess which one is correct okay and at least two of these are animes i've kind of if this talked is, about. i understand if this is if this podcast is just like falling into your lap and it happens to be this episode and you haven't we have like what like before this episode airs we have like 25 other episodes it is sprinkled throughout all of those episodes you will hear that i do not fucking like anime yeah. Like I've had a I have a phobia of it since I was a little girl. Yeah. It's not my thing. I think the only thing I might be able to get into is, is slice of life, is that what it's called? Yeah. Anime, I hate the battling out bullshit like the oh, this boy has a special power and like I hate that shit. My the worst part about it is all the like sexual like tension that never gets resolved. Not because I want it to but like it bothers me. You it just bo- want him to fuck. And no, like no, like no, because usually it's like a really old man and like a sixteen-year-old girl, and it's like I can't do this. Yeah. And I hate it. And anyway, so if this if this episode for whatever reason is the only one that is is bestowed upon you so far, mm. or has been bestowed upon you so far, um, I don't like anime. So I literally have zero idea what I'm what I'm in for. Which here. is why I felt like this would be fun um so yeah i think it'll be like a good culmination of all of our anime conversations yeah. up to this point okay so the first one i have the title of the episode the title of the show is called black clover okay all right your first option for the plot a mischievous adolescent struggles as he searches for recognition and dreams of becoming the leader and most skilled fighter of his village he may not be as physically gifted as those around him, but he has an ace up his sleeve, a demon dwelling within him. Okay. Second option. A kid living in poverty is determined to become the next magic ruler of his kingdom. The problem is, in this world where magic is everything and determines your position in society, this kid has absolutely no magic at all, but he does have the assistance of a demon. It's literally the same plot, but in different words. That's part of what makes this game it's a, fun and challenging. It's the first one. 
No, A is the plot of Naruto. Black Clover is B. The main character is Asta, and he wants to be the wizard king. You just gave me the same fucking king. plot twice. There's, there's key differences. That's what makes Besides this challenging. Besides village and kingdom? That's it. Specifically, Naruto wants to be the Hokage. Asta wants to be the wizard king. The Wizard King's got to sound so ridiculous to you right now. It does. And here's the thing. <laughs> there's, there's an episode of ours that I listened to a few weeks ago. And you were like, I'm sorry, I'm an adult. I don't watch cartoons. And all you fucking do now <laughs> is watch anime. I don't watch the, the baby shit anime. Some people call Black Clover baby it's shit. It's a cartoon. I don't, I don't watch My Hero Academia. That shit is fucking toddler bullshit. So... All the MHA it's fans. It's all cartoon. Basically, yes. You're right. I don't watch fucking Adventure Time. Adventure Time's a good ass fucking show. I don't watch it anymore. I watched it in high school. Alright. I'm, I'm not judging. Some nobody. of these things are deep, but I wasn't judging about Anime was... is deep sometimes. No. Deep throat, maybe. Madison. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Deep fake. God. Y'all All ever right. seen that shit? That's just wild. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, the name of the episode is Demon Slayer. Okay. Or the name of the show is Demon Slayer. Okay. First, first option: a high school student who has the ability to see ghosts saves his sister from one. Gains special powers and sets out to save the world from evil spirits. Next, a teenager comes home to find that his entire family has been killed, except for his sister, who has been turned into a demon. On that day, he devotes his life to finding a cure and defeating the one responsible for what happened to his family. She's thinking. Tell me, A again. A high school student who has the ability to no, see... I'm going to go with B. B, you were correct. A was the plot of Bleach, and both characters have red hair. It's pretty funny, the similarities there. All right, good job. You're one and one. Next up, Attack on Titan. Okay. A, after his hometown is destroyed and his mother is killed, a young boy vows to cleanse the earth of the giant humanoids that have brought humanity to the brink of extinction. Or B, the earth has been devastated by mysterious monsters that devour living creatures and are impervious to weapons, but an organization forms with weapons capable of killing the monsters. A. Good job! B was a a show called God Killer, which is a lot like Attack on Titan, actually. Um, But the video game God Killer came out before Attack on Titan and blah, 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 but they changed a lot of it up for, you don't care. Um, I don't. You I do not fucking I care. zoned out. Do not fucking. Care. I zoned out so fast. I get it, but um. I'm sorry. It's okay. God killers are just a lot like the Attack on Titan. Anyway, all right. The last one for this game, Cowboy Bebop. Okay. A, the most infamous outlaw on the planet Gunsmoke travels the wasteland and encounters new adventures with a sixty billion double dollar price on his head. Or B. Roughly 50 years after an accident which made Earth almost uninhabitable, humanity has colonized most of the solar system. Amongst those now living out in space is a small crew of bounty hunters traveling in a spaceship. 
It was the way you said A that makes me want to pick A. No, I tricked you because I said Cowboys and boom. It was actually about no, bounty hunters in space. 60 billion double down. And it was the way that you said it. I was like, that has to be part of the show. Yeah, I just copied the fucking IMDb plots for most of this and changed some words to make it a little more vague. That is a show called Trigun that I have not watched. Oh, okay. I was just searching up like Western themed animes and stuff to juxtapose with the actual Cowboy Bebop thing. The, um,. The ship that they are on is called the Bebop. But yeah, it's about... It's like kind of chill, though. It's about bounty hunters in space, but it's like a lot of like chill music and like a sort of background story. Like, a you know, romance gone wrong and like, you know, old friends, now enemies type shit. Like, I'll put Cowboy Bebop on to go to sleep, too, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so that was that. You... I think went two and two. You tied yourself. I got two, yeah, at so, least. So good job. All right, next. I have four more anime-themed multiple choices for you. Okay. All right, now this is this game is, which anime title is real? Okay. Because they are known, anime yes, songs know. And, and pop punk songs, or, or anime titles and pop punk songs are known for ridiculous fucking names all right so number one and i limited it to four i didn't even give you five so you didn't want to fucking throw me off your balcony okay a that time i was reincarnated as a slime or b orange cassidy the first one you're right. I already I'm, knew about that name for some reason. Never watched it. I was just I think so turned off by the name. Before. Yeah. Or people are like, oh man, you gotta watch that Thomas Reincarnated as a Slime. And then they tell me the plot or whatever, and it's about some shit that has nothing to do with the title. I'm like, get the fuck out of my mouth, dude. So, anyway, next. A, Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. No. Or B, Falcon Boy. I don't need it to be A. I'm going to go with B. You're wrong. Panty is, Panty is talking to Card Belt is a real anime. Is it real? Is it like a is it like a porno or is it like a bad translation? I'm not I mean a lot of like anime titles when they come out Panty in English are like Stalking with Garter Belt. With Garter Belt is the name of it. What's it about? I think one of the characters names is like panty and the other one is stocking or something like that that's with gross Bell. this is what i'm fucking talking i know about, it's weird y'all. it's like but it's almost the design style i think because i'm i have funimation so like it's one of the panels that goes by like it's like netflix or whatever it's almost like a like a teen titans go or like high high puffy ami yumi type animation excuse me what did you just fucking say you know high high puffy ami yumi go the the girls hi, that, hi, puffy Ami Umi Ami Yumi the girls that sang the Teen Titans theme song original Teen Titans they didn't that's watch not it. anime they got I didn't watch it okay that's crazy more like anime than not anime they got their own show just from just like I didn't watch the Batman that looked like anime me neither. I just like Robert Pattinson's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman. That's I, it. I like Michael Keaton's Batman. Jack Nicholson's Joker's fucking perf. 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 Hey, Michael Keaton, by the way. My uh, non... Non-acquaintance that non-acquaintance, his favorite Batman? No, like, we have a whole, like, commonality with uh, 
with Birdman. And so we have a thing, like, whenever we have something in common, we say we are Michael Keaton. It's good. It's great. No, that's fine. It's But cute. it's funny that you brought that up. Whenever I forget something important that my wife told me, I just say, Mandela Effect. So, yeah, Painting Stock and Garter Belt's a real show. I hate it. Can I also it haven't watched it. Have and not watched it. And don't ever, or I'll call you a creep the rest of your life. All right. So you are one and one, once again. Okay. They're number three. A. King of the Gladiators. B. Chainsaw Man. B. You're correct. Cool. Chainsaw Man is real. Uh, Alright, so you are two to one. Your final one. A. I want you to make a disgusted face and show me your underwear. <laughs> that better not be fucking <laughs> And don't ever say that to me again, you understand? Or B, heaven blessed me with a frog. It better be B. Michael Bolt. That's a porno. A is real. That's a porno. I have not watched it. I looked up like... I want you to look at me with a disgusted... I want you to make a disgusted face and show me your underwear is the name of a fucking anime. This is not going to encourage Madison that to is get a into porno. anime. That is a weird... It might that, be, That man. is a kink porn. It might be. I haven't seen it. Probably is. I don't think it's like a hentai. It's just one of those weird ones where it's like schoolgirls always their skirts be flying up and dudes be bleeding out their noses and shit. I don't fucking know. I hate it. Yeah. So that was the game. I think you got... I got two out of two... Two out of... Four again. Yeah. So all in all, you got a four a out of eight. Fifty. That's pretty good, though, for someone who does not even like anime or ever yeah. watched it at all. No. So that was the game. Um, good job. Thank you. I won't subject you to this type of torture again. Unless our future ideas for doing challenges and the loser has to spin the wheel of punishments, one of your punishments will be to watch anime. It's the Wheel of Punishment. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. Alright, so here, here's the thing. So this is one of two times, the other time was actually kind of recently, that once I had the agenda planned out, or once I knew like the basic theme of the show, I already had the title before we recorded. Usually I don't. Usually we kind of loosely put something together, we talk... We go back and listen, or I think of all the different parts. Um, so the first one was uh, Health Buddies and Happy Birthdays. Perfect, right? Because Alexander was on, we talked about all that sort of stuff. This one, once I came up with the agenda, I was like, this can be called nothing except anime, anime and, and angel, angel numbers. numbers. Yes. <laughs> Give me that. So, I, had, I was playing with a button, she took it from me. <laughs> so, yes, our... Topic that's next on the agenda. We're going to be speaking about angel numbers. Angel numbers. Yes. All right. So angel numbers are. Madison can probably give a better synopsis on what they are, and then we'll go into our experiences with okay. this type of stuff. Angel numbers, or some people call them, just like their lucky numbers. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other names out there for them, but. Um, I call it an angel number because that's how I first heard it be called. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's basically if you are seeing certain numbers um, often yeah. uh, it, throughout your life, uh, throughout a period of time, um, whether it be like every time you look at the clock, this this time is there, or um, you know you pull up behind a you know a car and their license plate has this number on it. Um, um, you know you walk up and somebody's jersey has this number on it, whatever, and it's like this same number, constant. It's like a constant throughout this period of time or throughout the rest of your life or whatever and it's not something that you are obsessively looking for it just happens to be there if um, you have ADHD you might start obsessively looking for it though I don't obsessively look for mine um, but I do have it a lot if it and and it was there before I ever knew what an angel number was so I thought wow this is weird that this keeps happening and when I when I found out that it was in fact an angel number I started seeing it in other places but not because I was looking for it yeah it just started showing up in other places um but some people call you know you you wonder well was it an angel number um why is it called that usually it has something to do with um the whoever's looking out for you on the other side that's a big thing. Something to do with spirituality where it's like your spirit guides or, you know, like people that have died that you know that you know, were attached to you somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, those sort of things. Um, whenever your angel numbers pop up, it, it means a certain thing. Whether it's like you're on the right track or good luck is, it, it, you know, things are in your favor. Um, that's a good way of thinking. Uh, whatever the case is, it's usually like here or like um, you have a bad feeling about something. Your angel numbers pop up, and it's like yeah, that confirms what you were. Thinking yeah, it about. confirms whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and then sometimes it's just there to be like, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, so those that's that's angel numbers. Yes. Now I I was I didn't really know much about. That, I mean, I always had, like, numbers that I thought were cool or, like, math equations or whatever just because I have that kind of brain. Um, I was never super into astrology, for example, because, A, it was just, like, so popularized and, like, I I wasn't really into it. And then when I read, like, when it would come out in the newspaper and I I would sometimes read each one and I was like, these kind of all say the fucking same thing, Right. Right. You're going to have a prosperous month if you just believe in yourself and don't be nervous to meet new people and blah, blah. It's like all the same shit. And then when I was in humanities class in high school, I found out that there's a difference between astrology and astronomy and that there is not a flat um, application of your star sign or whatever it's not just this day of this month to this day of this month because it depends on what year you were born and what what time time. you were born and so and that's before you even get into all like the i'm this moon rising and i've never gotten into that it seems like too too complicated oh you know i'm this and like this is in retrograde that's why i'm being a bitch this month like i don't care stop (laughs) stop being a bitch i do not care but um i found out that this whole time I wasn't actually a cancer 
the star that was above or whatever aligned when I was born on June 25th, 1997 was Gemini. And then I started looking into what, like the things that they're associated with like Gemini's and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, interesting. Yeah. Because again, in some ways, a lot of it is like the same old stuff. But like in other ways, it was like, no, like I really kind of associate with this whole like almost having like two parts of you or like an alter ego type stuff. Um, but then I found out about angel numbers from you or from somebody and I, I looked into it and then I thought like, what is a number that I see like a lot or I think of a lot and then I just kind of like let that thought go for a while and like went about my life and then I realized I started putting all these pieces together. Wait a second. Okay. So one of my favorite shows is one piece. The main character when the show starts is. 17 years old um one of my favorite year i'm kind of a little bit of a history buff one of my favorite years in history is the year 1917 why huh why it was a particular um event of a leader being overthrown and oh, like, the, a, gotcha, events gotcha. around it um and then also finding out that your angel numbers a lot of times if it's like two you get more information by like adding them up like that that's on a lot of these angel number websites like not just them apart but them like together and like add it up so then it's eight and it's like well shit my favorite fucking football team is the ravens their quarterback is lamar jackson number eight uh we're in alabama Kenyon drake who is a running back from alabama he now plays for the ravens and his number is 17. He wasn't drafted to the Ravens, but he got traded to the Ravens, and he said, new team, new number, new beginnings. Lamar Jackson, one of the reasons he chose eight, because his grandma told him that it means new beginnings. And that is what the eight, like like in angel numbers, that is what it symbolizes. So I was seeing a lot of 17s, a lot of eights. I was born 1997, so like it starts with a one, ends with a seven. That Mardi Gras poster that I've, you know, there's a nine and an eight in the middle. They add up to 17. Also, 1981 was the year that Dad's band put out their first album. So that's, you know, nine, eight, 17. A lot of the movies that I liked a lot, I had like a real connection to these movies that came out in 98 for some reason. Like, Night at the Roxbury, The Wedding Singer, shit like that, 1998. So I just started like realizing, oh shit, I'm just fucking surrounded by yours, yeah, but yours kind of was like you went looking, almost like number forty three type shit. <laughs> like Jim Carrey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you went looking for, uh, yours instead of them kind of like. Felt like they were there. Yeah, like I, it was more like I had realized and I started thinking back and you being started like, like connect, not oh not shit, just, it's yeah, everywhere. It's everywhere, but you yeah. went looking for them. Yeah, once well, I found not, out about them. That's not how my story went. Okay, what's your story? Um, it, she's not saying it makes mine less valid. No, that's not what I'm <laughs> saying. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Um, when I worked at a certain... Oh, when uh, I graduated high school when I was 17. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go. It's okay. Go ahead. It's oh. my fault. So, um, after our papa died... Yes. It was quite a few years later... Probably like four years later, something like that. I was working at three or four. Um, I was working at a chicken place, mm. and 
I was in the prep area and we had this big clock on the wall, like a digital clock. And it was so weird that every day I would look up at the clock at exactly 1226. Yeah, which is your birthday. Which is my birthday. And I would look over at my friend, my best friend at the time, and I looked at her and I would say, hey, it's my birthday. And then I'd go back to work and did just thought it was real odd that I was always looking up at the clock. And it wasn't like I was like, oh, 1225, let me wait a minute. It'd be like, I look up, it's 1226. Mm-hmm. And it would happen all the time. And then, like, it continued to happen, like, in the car. It would be 1226, like, even after I left that restaurant. And then one day, so it was only ever, like, times. And one day I was on TikTok... And somebody talked about angel numbers. And I was like, angel numbers? And they were just talking about it, like, in passing. About, like, oh, here. Like, like everybody already knew what they were. Yeah. And so they were just like, oh, yeah. like, And they were just going through theirs. And I was like, angel numbers? So I went online and I looked it up. And when... Uh, it's real weird. It was like, I looked up what 1226 was as an angel number. And it was basically like, don't worry... Like, what it had to say at that moment was very... And, I mean, it, it follows me, and it follows a lot of people, I'm sure, but it's like, do not worry about financial stability. Like, chill out. Like, you're here for a reason. You're, like, you're here for a divine reason. And then the other part was, like, what if my angel number is my birthday? Which was, like, that was the divine reason part. It was, mm. like... This was no mistake. This was not by accident. Yeah. This, you are a special human on the planet for whatever reason. Mm. Um, and once I figured out, you know, what my angel number was and all this stuff, then it was like I was going to work one morning and 1226 was the last four numbers on the on somebody's license plate right in front of me. I was like, what the fuck? Mm. And then like... um certain like uh, banking numbers that I'm affiliated with the last four and it's not always 1226 it's like at a it could be like 26 is a big one mm-hmm. 1226 or like uh, like sixes and twos in a pattern with each other um, but Mostly, 1226 is the big one, is the one I see the most. Yeah. But if I see in a significant area those numbers in any order, it still means something. Um, usually, I see it when it's like, like I said earlier, like uh, I'm in the, I'm at, at kind of like a crossroads, but I have a decision in mind. Yeah. Then I'll get. I'll see that number or um if uh I've just you know like I'm about to have to do something important I'll see that number or if I'm thinking certain thoughts I'll see that number you know whatever the case is and sometimes again it's just like pop popping up to say hello but I always take it as my grandparents talking to you because and I figured this one out way later, kind of the way that you figured out all of yours. Okay. Papa died. Mm-hmm. 2-22-2012. Yeah. Grandma did. died. 
Right. Like the the Straw Hat Pirates Jolly Roger on this arm and this thing on this arm and blah 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 blah. So, and I could probably get plenty of, plenty of tattoos that line up with that. I think that would be pretty cool. I'll just read this first one. All right, so this is just two six. This is one two two six. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a it's a compilation of the energies of number the number one and influences of number two appearing twice, amplifying its vibrations, mixed with the attributes of number six. Mm. Number one brings courage, progress, self-leadership, and assertiveness, willpower and ambition, new beginnings, and starting afresh, initiative, instinct, and inspiration, finding success and personal fulfillment. Number one also tells us that we uh, create our own realities with our thoughts, beliefs, and actions. Number two, um, as its attributes of balance and harmony, partnerships and relationships, adaptability, uh, diplomacy, and cooperation, or I guess cooperation. Cooperation. But, yeah. but it it they put a dash between it. That's uh, encouragement, faith, and trust, and serving your divine life purpose. Number six relates to possessions, uh, status, and monetary aspects. Service to others love of home and family, compassion and nurturing, responsibility and reliability, problem solving, honesty and integrity. All right. Angel number 126 or, or my bad 1226 um is a message from your angels to have faith and trust that your material and monetary needs will be met. Maintain a positive attitude and outlook in regard to the monetary and financial aspects of your life. And give any fear and worries to the angels to heal and transform. Mm. Trust within that you are fully supported by the universe. And all will be taken care of as you live. And serve your divine life purpose and soul mission. Listen to your intuition and guidance from the angels. And be open to receiving assistance from unexpected sources and in unusual ways. Angel number 1226 encourages you to... uh, to be diplomatic and cooperative with others in order to set a positive example for them to learn from. It is a message that as you serve your life purpose and mission, you will reap the spiritual and emotional reward of love, trust, and compassion, as well as manifest material and financial reward. Mm. Um, trust the angels to supply you with uh, everything you need. Number 1226 relates to the master number 11. Which I did not know. Hold on. The master number. We're going into a hole. The karmic master number 11 symbolizes the principles of spiritual awakening and enlightenment. When you add all the numbers up, it's 11. 1, 2, 2, 6. Yeah, yeah. Uh, High uh, (gasps) 80-11. Oh my god! I was about to say that! (laughs) And you just gave away our... Well, not we didn't give away the street name, but yes. I was trying to be low-key, but 8011 was one of our fucking things. And so, like, she just, fuck, wow. High, high energy, idealism, inspiration, and intuition, illumination, visionary, enthusiasm, creative, creativity, self-expression, and sensitivity, and mysticism. Wow. Number 11 tells us that to connect with our higher selves uh, is to know and live our soul mission and life purpose. Master number 11 is usually called the illuminator. The messenger, or the teacher, 
and relates to those who are here to be inspirational guiding lights and their mission is to bring illumination to others and to help raise spiritual awareness. Wow. Angel number 11 brings a message from your angels to pay special attention to your thoughts and ideas as these are revealing the answers to your prayers. Your positive affirmations and optimistic attitude will manifest your desires and help you to achieve your goals and aspirations. They will also assist you upon your spiritual life and soul purpose. I'll stop there and just want to say, like, one more thing. That's fucking crazy, dude. What the 8011. Angel number is your... Birthday? You're lucky as hell. Birthday. That's fucking wild. Yeah. What else is 11? Uh, Your last year in high school was... 2011 or 2012, um, which was the year I entered high school. That is not what I want. Let's see. So. I don't know. What else is 11? Anything special happened when you were the age of 11? Or? Um, I don't really remember. <laughs> you left uh, elementary school and went to middle school. So it had something to do with moving on from... It had like a graduation vibe with each of those. Because it was when you were leaving elementary school and it was also your last year in high school. Seeing your birthday number everywhere has a meaning. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see where it starts. You know, when they, uh, when you see your birthday number, you can think of it as a confirmation. According to Wilson, the world around you is responding to your energy with a vibrational match that is positive and reassuring. Mm. The universe is telling you to stop being so hard on yourself. The constant message of your birth date can be a reminder that everything is happening to you, for you, not to you. She says, um, this could also be a huge signal for you to discover more about your life path, uh, which you can uh, be found, which can be found by adding up the individual numbers to make your birthday, to make up your birthday until there's only one number left. Mm. So, Michael, 1226 is 11. Yeah. One number. It's just one. Or what do you mean? Two? Two. Nice. Goes back to me and Alexandra. Two. I love the number two. That's funny. <laughs> I, was, I was adding up 6, 25, 1997, like all those numbers, and it ended up being 39. And I was like, what if I added three and nine? That's 12. Three times nine is 27. 27 plus 12. We're right back to 39. What the fuck? It's all, like, all of my numbers are about finding my divine purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um... (coughs) You good? (coughs) I just choked on that. That was spicy. Also, 17 plus 8 is 25. I was born on the 25th. So, for me, 17. All right? Where'd you get yours? I'm on angelnumber.org. I don't know where I got mine. All right. So the number 17 symbolizes self-discipline, compassion, responsibility, spiritual awareness, and wisdom. 
see other key things. They, people with 17 have equal respect for all people, regardless of their social or financial status. They often have a desire to better the world somehow. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, and then all these fucking ads that keep flying in my fucking face, right? All right, this number is a fortunate one, but also requires working on some issues from the past. This number is leading us toward the divine truth and purpose. It is also considered the symbol of infinity. Oh, now they're talking. Sorry, that's fucked me. The number 17 is a blend of the number one and the number seven. So I guess I'd have to look into what they meant. But when these two numbers are added together, we get the number eight, which is the number of karma. Which is crazy because I believe in karma and reincarnation and all that type of stuff. So like I said, this number is a fortunate one, but also requires working on some issues from the past. It is leading us toward I the looked, divine truth and purpose. I looked right down at this when it was... My bad. It was at 26 minutes and... And 16 seconds. Oh, 17. Should have been 17, damn. Number is leading us towards the divine truth and purpose. It is also considered the symbol of infinity. The number 17 symbolizes the beginning of the path to spiritual awakening and enlightenment. It signifies the development of psychic gifts and inner wisdom. It is also the number of manifestations of thoughts into true form. It signifies good fortune as well. It inspires gratefulness for all the blessings of the universe. This number is highly spiritual in nature. It also symbolizes the desire for love and peace in all humankind. People under the influence of this number have highly developed psychic and clairvoyant gifts. Yeah, but you don't. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this number is also the number of positive changes in life, of purity and intuition. It is the number of success in life. People who resonate with the number 17 have all it takes to be successful and achieve their aspirations. It's, next, it's going to tell me I just need to apply myself. This number requires. Mom's you... birthday is 8 1. Yep. Yes, it is. That was another one that we figured out, right? It was tied in somehow. I don't know. 8166. Well, I'll just tell everyone how old our mother is. Uh, She'll love she's that. She's 37. It's, it's, I just found out today. It's fucking 2003. So, this number requires you to be in tune with your talents and spirituality <laughs> to be able to interpret properly the message from your guides. You also need to be open towards other people's ideas and opinions. Mm-hmm. People who resonate to this consider... Maybe you'll get your psycho psychic abilities if you start listening to other people. Mm. Consider relationships very important. They crave for love and balanced emotional life. Although confident by nature, they can have problems believing in their romantic potential. They can all they can be very vulnerable and tend to hide that fact. All right, we're <laughs> we're done there. Uh, <laughs> well, shit. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's. I wonder if there's like a because you said is there a number affiliated with my sign? Number affiliated. I guess it would be twelve. I don't fucking with, know. With no, with Capricorn. Huh. Guess what it is. What? I want you to guess what the number is that's affiliated with my sign. Eight. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. How weird is that? Jesus titty fucking Christ. Alright, so <laughs> let me just see. Angel number one's related to new beginnings and positivity. Mm -hmm. Alright, let me look. Angel number seven. 
Capricorn lucky and unlucky numbers. Oh no. I'm not ready. Angel number seven is related to inner wisdom, mysticism, intuition, and inner strength. Wow. All of this resonates with me. Anyway. Um... All of this <laughs> Eventful years. Six, 15, 24, 33, mm. 42, uh, and so on. What? And so on. Man. And 9, 18, and 27, and so on. I just burped. Sorry. Um, so every nine years? Oh, is that what they're saying? Like every nine years? Uh-huh. Add nine to get the fur. Okay. Body parts, knees. Is affiliated with what number? Capricorn. Capricorn. Let me do it for Gemini. I think you're still a Capricorn either way. Alexandra is adamant that she's still a Pisces, but like, she's an Aquarius. But she's like, no, I'm a Pisces. I love water and fish. Aquarius is an air sign. I'm like, it has aqua in it. That has nothing to do with. That has nothing to do. But I'm just like, but the stars that were in the sky when you were above you when you were born was, was Aquarius. Mine was like Virgo or some shit. Really? Or Sagittarius? Or maybe Sagittarius, yeah. I get mixed up where all those are, honestly. Uh, Bad points. Suspicious, uh, pessimistic, resentful, stubborn, and selfish. I am not selfish. Soulmates, Taurus or Virgo. Just say no to Geminis and Leos. You know what the non-acquaintance is a Leo. Jonathan was a Leo. Is a Leo. He's not dead. Leos and Cancers are apparently like a match made in heaven or something like that. Gemini, I understand. I don't like... Like, Geminis, I've gotten along with one, but like... Most of the time, they get on my fucking nerves. Hmm. But, yeah. Oh, nice. Flowers associated with Gemini are the Lily of the Valley and Lavender. And my bitch has favorite colors. Purple. Ain't that funny. Your bitch ass favorite color. I was trying to find what number is associated with Gemini. I feel like it's going to be two, but I can't fucking find it anywhere. Just put put it put it for cancer. What which one's associated with cancer? How'd you search it up? Like, what'd you type? I just put in what number is affiliated with Capricorn. What number is... Affiliated. Affiliated. I cannot fucking type. Affiliated with cancer. It's all... uh, American Cancer Society. Fuck you. With cancer... Zodiac. I'll just say Gemini. Fuck it. No, put Cancer. I'm not a... Michael, put Cancer. I put Capricorn. You are a Capricorn. I know, but logically put Cancer. All right. I don't think I'm a Capricorn. They're very cold. I'm not cold. All right. Let's see. Body part, the stomach, brain, and breast. Yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Fuck you. <laughs> Tarot card, the chariot. 
Oh, I didn't know I had a tarot. Colors, silver and white. Mantra, I feel. Fourth house, moon is the ruling planet, even though the moon isn't a fucking planet. Mode plus element, cardinal water. Symbol of the crab, obviously. I cannot find whatever the fuck website you were on. What website were you on? Just tell me that. Primastrologer. Spell that, please, before I fuck But I didn't get to see what my... Uh, P-R-E. Uh-huh. M. Yeah. A-S-T-R-O. L-O-G-E-R? Yeah. Dot com? Yeah. Hey, look. Look at this ad that just popped up. It said, curious about what the future holds, and it was a magic eight ball. Right in my fucking face. Oh, Dr. Prem, Kumar Sharma? You're on this guy's website? <laughs> I just picked one. You asked. Look at his phone number. Tarot. 91-971614. What the fuck? Affiliated with Capricorn. Man, the silence is incredible. Oh, no. What is it? The devil. Nice. No. Nice. Is it because it's a goat? I don't know. I hate this. Well, the devil's not always... What is the devil? Oh, now Dr. Primo wants to tell me what my lucky number is based off of my name and my date of birth. So we're going to take my The devil card, card means in tarot. It represents being seduced by the material world and physical pleasures. Mm. Also living in fear, domination, and bondage. Bondage? Being, what being, the fuck? Being caged by an overabundance of luxury, uh, discretion, di- oh my god, discretion. Discretion. <laughs> discretion should be used in personal and business matters. Discretion. Secretion, you know? No, I don't. Oh. Michael, come on now. <laughs> what are you looking for at this I point? Don't fuck, I'm gonna die. I don't know. <laughs> I got lost on fucking that guy's online. Anyway, <laughs> um, I would like to know what the audience's angel numbers are if they have them. Yeah, give us your angel like, number. Give, uh, give us a brief description of your angel numbers. Mm-hmm. Or if if you just like heard about it for the first time, like any number that you found yourself noticing across yeah. the board everywhere. Tell us like, where's like the weirdest place you saw your angel number? I would love to know. Yeah. But is there anything else on angel numbers that you got for me? Not specifically. Not unless we we have anything else to add. Anything else that adds up to fucking. 26 or 8 or anything like that. I don't think so. Wow. That was fucking gross. I kept it as quiet as I could, but I am drinking a shock energy drink. I was going to get a a C4, but I saw this and it was very colorful. And it said tropical punch. Is it good? It's pretty good. It's tropical punch flavored, you know. So it's not fruit punch, but it's, it's okay. Okay. I just had to try it. Alright, so we were in for a pretty short episode until we found a way to fucking babble um, on and on and get lost in the sauce and go down these rabbit holes. Um, 
you came out with something. I never figured anything out from the old doctor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, my last segment today, because I figured we'd be in a pretty, pretty short episode, a little bonus segment. Where are they now? And today, uh, just a completely randomized game that doesn't have anything to do with the other things. Not even a game. I'm just going to like read this shit. Okay. Yeah, it's just like a little is bonus thing at the end. Is it one person or is it a few people? One human being. Oh, okay. Well, that's subjective, whether or not they're a human being. Oh. Um, all right, so today we're going to be talking about Jared Fogle. Jared Fogle. Jared Fogle. 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 No, you're not McLovin. No one's McLovin. No one's ever been McLovin. That's a stupid fucking name. Born Jared Scott Fogle in August 1977. Oh, shit. 1-7. Right there. Boom. It's 1977, yeah. but whatever. He lost 245 pounds between 1998 oh. and 1999. By walking to his nearest subway that was 10 miles down the fucking road. Really? Having factored subway sandwiches into his diet plan. Yes. By the way, this is an article from stylecaster.com. He was subsequently hired by the chain to advertise its health merits and appeared in over 300 commercials during his time as the face of subway restaurants. Using a pair of old jeans, demonstrating how much weight he'd lost, Fogel became somewhat of a pop culture icon and was interviewed in Men's Health magazine, among others. In 2004, he even established the Jared Foundation, a nonprofit aimed at raising. That's a shitty fucking foundation name. A nonprofit aimed at raising awareness about childhood obesity. Literally, through, could call it the Footlong Foundation. I would have been happier with it. That would have been terrible. Through educational programs and tools presented to parents, schools, and community organizations. But at one health-related <laughs> event in 2007, journalist and in 2007. Keep in mind, journalist and radio host Rochelle Hermond Walrund told police. He'd made lewd comments to her about middle school age girls, and she made it her mission to bring him down. Bring him down, so, Michelle. Where is Jared from Subway now? He's serving time in federal prison for child sex crimes. Yeah, I know. I know. Did you not know that? I did. Okay. It all began to unravel when Herman met Fogel in 2006. She hosted him on her local Florida radio show and was uncomfortable with how flirty he was. She was particularly troubled when he told her that he found middle school girls attractive. There's some, not, not all big boys are like this. I'm not about to say this, but there's something psychological in somebody really big that never got attention Even in after school they age, lose weight? And then they get to be grown and they lose weight. And then they get this a little bit of attention, so they start getting this confidence. Mm. But their like maturity level sexually is still back in the trauma era where they weren't getting any attention. Like yeah. when they started to hit puberty and all that stuff. And I'm not giving them any excuse. I'm just like talking yeah. about like maybe how the psych, psych, uh, psyche works. Yeah. At that point, but but there are quite a few not fat people anymore people mm-hmm. that are creeps like that. Isn't that crazy? So, he had leaned over to me, and above a whisper he leaned over, and he said how hot he thought middle school girls were. Ew. A shocked Herman recalled to the New York Post, 
I knew what he said was exactly how he felt. I knew that there was something very sinister about this man. Behind the smile and the friendly presentation that he puts off, that was truly a mask. How do you just feel so comfortable like, hey, by the way, I think or I think girls, 11 year olds are fucking smoking. How? How do you just say that to anyone? Right? So as a mother of two, she decided to befriend him and record. He, she, he must have thought, like, that's the thing. He must have thought that, like, this is just a thought everyone has, but they don't say it out loud. Yeah. Which is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. So she was a mother of two, so she felt a certain way. She decided to befriend him. Which is, this is why I wanted to do this, because not only did I find something out about him recently, which was kind of where I wanted to do the Where Are They Now, but all the details leading up to it, I didn't know. So I, like, I pulled this article up. Um, as a mother, too, she decided to befriend him and record their conversations so that she might reveal his deviant inclinations to the FBI. Children, quote-unquote, have such nice, pure bodies, he once said to her. Will you let me see your kids naked? He asked Herman in another taped exchange. Are you kidding? But because the recordings were taken without his permission, the FBI told Herman they would be inadmissible in court. Good lord. Thus, she became an informant. Herman's chilling recordings can be heard in a three-part documentary, Jared from Subway, Catching a Monster which premiered on March 6, 2023 on Discovery+. Plus. Audio reveals Fogel also talking about a sexual encounter he had with a quote-unquote little boy in Thailand. It was amazing. Oh, it was so hot, baby. It was so, so fucking hot, Fogel recalled. He then asked... Miss him and all his extra skin. <laughs> Some... Is it Taiwanese fucking... No, t t just Thai. Thai? Yeah. Taiwanese uh, people are Chinese. So, okay. Yeah. Fucking little boy. Mm -hmm. Ew. He then asked Herman, would you rather have a little boy or a little girl pleasure you? And she has to like come up with fake answers and not throw up and beat him to death. Oh my God. At some point, fuck waiting for the FBI to do something. Like, I'm killing you because you're telling me stories how you're actively harming children. And he didn't get caught. Like, this was 2007 she found this out. It was what? I don't even know if it was 10 years ago that he fucking got, finally got fucking locked up. He was affiliated with the footlong. So it's just like, at some point, if not immediately, you tell me like actively that you harm children that way. Like, where's the nearest blunt object I can fucking beat you with? Instead of this whole like, no, I'm going to fucking with the FBI and like well you gotta get him put in prison I guess and not get yourself sent to prison with no evidence I don't fucking know so for the next four years four years so he's doing this over these four years and she's having to be patient oh god Herman would surreptitiously which I guess means secretly record conversations between herself and Fogel meanwhile Russell Taylor the director of the Jared Foundation was being looked into for his own depraved crimes. Damn. During a raid of his home, authorities discovered Taylor had hidden cameras throughout the home and in the bedrooms of his stepdaughters. Wow. Who were interviewed as part of the Investigation Discovery documentary. The cameras captured the girls during vulnerable moments, like when they were undressing, as well as their friends. Authorities found more than 500 explicit images. 
Taylor was arrested in April 2015 on charges of child exploitation, possession of child pornography, and voyeurism. Fogel cut ties with him immediately after the arrest. So it's 2015 and Jared still has not been caught. And cut ties with this guy. Taylor pled guilty to child sex crimes and was sentenced to 27 years in federal prison. During investigations into Taylor's crimes, authorities discovered Taylor had traded sexually explicit videos and photographs featuring children with Fogel. I just thought of Fogel from Superbad. I'm so sorry. They look the same. Um, what we found in Russell Taylor's home, quote-unquote, and on his computers led us to Jared Fogel, Tim Horty, spokesman for the U.S. Attorney, told people at the time. Except someone's been leading you to Fogel for eight years at this point with recordings, but now you're going to take credit and say... Yeah. We caught him on on another guy's laptop. You motherfuckers. In July 2015, the FBI and Indiana State Police raided Fogel's home in Zionsville, Indiana, and arrested him on distribution and receipt of child porn charges. The same day, Subway announced they dropped Fogel as a spokesperson. They just kind of like... Subway just kind of walked away from that unscathed, didn't they? There was never really like any scandal directly like on... Subway about that. They just went, no, he's gone, boom. All right, now we have uh, put Steph Curry in the fucking advertisements and shit. It was so easy for them. So federal court documents obtained by the New York Post that year revealed he'd paid a 17-year-old for sex at the Plaza Hotel in Manhattan in 2012 and said she'd receive a bonus for finding him other young victims. Quote, I'll pay you big for a 14 or 15 year old cause it's what I crave he wrote in a text message younger the better LOL all caps LOL laughing out loud as he says this <laughs> I'm a pedophile LOL <laughs> LMFAO uh. Jesus Fogel a married father of two LMFAO that was a group let me fuck an orphan Madison Madison let me fuck adolescent orifices. Oh, that was worse! <coughs> if he was in a punk band, that would be the name of one of his fucking hit singles. Yeah. So, he was a married father of two. So, his wife gave birth to two kids and he was fucking physically attractive to them. They never found out if he did anything to the kids. Probably. I would assume that he either did you or was inclined to. We don't know. But, he did shit to other kids. Yeah. Pleaded guilty to possession or distribution of child pornography and traveling across state lines to have commercial sex with a minor. I don't like when people call it sex with a minor. Commercial Min- sex? Yeah. Minors don't have sex. What does that mean? I think it means paying. Minors don't have sex. They get assaulted. All right? That's what yes, it is. If it's with an adult. Yes. Yes, yes. So don't call it sex with a minor. Like They're minors, so obviously there's not sex being had. Anyway... Fogel's lawyer, Jeremy Margolis, said after court that his client, quote, has a medical problem and has already been seen by a, a quote. loose skin and small penis I don't syndrome? think his skin was loose. <laughs> and has already been seen by a quote. His moral code compass was fucking loose. His moral skin. <laughs> and has already been seen by a quote, world-class psychiatrist. World-class. World-class. Like, it took him getting caught and, like, the whole world going, yo, that, like... Before he went, oh, this is fucked up. I should go to therapy. Come on. No, dude. 
Like, Everyone, like, that's a known fact that fucking around with children is wrong. Everyone says that. And to Catch it. a Predator was already a show. Yeah. You knew. Like, you knew what you were. So, he knows that, rest, quote, he knows that restitution can't undo the damage that he's done, but he will do what he can, Margolis said. It's what I crave. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked. Quote, Jared Fogle expects to go to prison. He will do his time. He expects to get well. He will try to make amends to the people he affected. This is not a 12-step program, my guy. You're you're done. None of those people want you to be anywhere near them. They don't want you within they 12 steps. They don't want you within 12 <laughs> feet of them. Miles. <laughs> 12 inch. Meters. Kilometers. Whatever. Indeed, the former face of Subway was sentenced to 15 years and 8 months in a Colorado prison and agreed to pay each of his victims $14,000 in restitution. What, for every year they've been alive? <laughs> wow. Good one, though. Thanks. His projected release date... He has fucking release date. It's insane to me, anyway. His projected release date is March 24th, 2019. Oh, so that he's already out. No, uh, I can't fucking read because I'm dumb. 2029. Oh, okay. So six years from now. So he's probably, they are probably already out of time served. Yeah, according to Federal Bureau of Prisons Online Records, two years into his sentence, in January 2017, boom, 17. I don't think you want those affiliated with you. Fogel was reportedly beaten by a fellow inmate, Stephen. Can I just call him Stephen and show you what his last name is so you understand why I'm not saying his last name? Yeah. My fellow inmate, Stephen. There's so many words. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look it up if you want to know. I can't say this. I cannot say this guy's last name. Who pushed the disgraced spokesman down and, quote, unloaded a barrage of punches to his face. TMZ reported, quote, he had to hit him. That's how the whole thing started. It's what I crave. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is what I crave, beating the shit out of you. His brother Jimmy told people at the time, he just can't be around child molesters. He, <laughs> you. He doesn't like them. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. <laughs> he just like. can't. They but just, it's not because they're child molesters. It's just their personality. He, he, he has an aversion to it. Like, he's allergic yeah. to them being in his presence and being physically okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> he has to change he's that. He's like, I'm going to beat your ass. I just love that. He just had to do it. He just he can't be around people like that. He continued that his brother, Stephen, quote, can't figure out why you would do that to kids. He, he even says, I can't be around those people. That happens a lot um, in... Uh, yeah, like, you, you, nobody better find out that you were any kind of a pedophile or a woman beater. In prison, yeah. Or you will get... Especially the, <laughs> especially the pedophile thing. Like, you will get fucking beat the fuck up. Yeah. Possibly to death. Um, I know that Jeffrey Dahmer didn't finish out of the sentence because some guy, I think they nicknamed the guy Christ or Jesus or something because his name was like Christopher, I think, so they just nicknamed him Christ. Beat Jeffrey Dahmer to death or something. It was just like death. the way that it happened was very, the only thing is, is that, like, oh yeah, it's so, it's so fucking heroic that this, this person who had killed, stop. The name of it, just Jared from Subway. Like, really? With his face right there, you couldn't think of anything more creative. The, uh, 
the heroic nature of it almost gets taken away, in my opinion. Of like, oh, okay, well, you just like killed like an entire synagogue, but cool, you're gonna beat up the fucking the man that touches little little boy penises. Well, I don't know what the people that. No, I know, but that's like the, that's like the thing though. It's like it's like these other people that are like. Uh, I'm in prison for eight charges of aggravated murder against members right. of my family. And but... I'm, but I can't stand you. Yeah. You are worse than me. Yep. You know, it's just like... Mm. So I'd like to add here, um, parents in need of talk support can call the National Parent Helpline at 1-855-427-2736 or the Child Help National Child Abuse Hotline at 1-800-number-4- a-C-H-I-L-D. To report child abuse or neglect, contact law enforcement or child protective services in your country. That is Jared from Subway. That's where he's at now, getting beat up in prison. His like angel number is 12. Or 5. $5 foot long. Oh, I thought you were saying because, like, the 12-year-old angels whose innocence he was No! Taking. And he said, or five. I was like, damn, did he go that low? Or six. How much were six inches? I don't know. Also, a foot long is only, like, 11 inches, I found out. Also, if you get it in Hawaii, because everything's basically imported over there, it's $9. They have a hot... They had a hagen with really expensive fucking long. shit. Yeah, I guess they don't even run those commercials down there. They just change it. Yeah, then what if they had nine? Nine, and you have to put it, like, basically two whole hands in the fucking air. It's not even a $5 foot long anymore. I think they just have, they have $6 foot longs and then above, and they're, like, shit-ass foot longs. Like, fine, we'll, we'll fucking... It's not 11 inches, it's a full foot now. But you know what, motherfuckers? It's seven. It's an extra fucking dollar for that extra inch. Right. Go fuck yourself. Right. Why? Why? Because Jared has to fuck himself now. It's what he craves. <laughs> That's so insane. <laughs> so hey. gross. LOL. The younger, the better. LOL is fucking crazy, dude. And just cool about it. Yeah, just so cash. Like, yeah, I fuck kids. What's up? Yeah, what's up, bud? All right, guys. Well, I hope you don't fuck kids, and we don't fuck kids either. No. That's gross. I don't don't even like saying that. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> what was the... <laughs> what? I was just trying to get to You're the like end. You're like Frank on fucking... <laughs> we definitely don't have sex with little kids. We don't do that. We don't touch little kids. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. And that reminds me, I finally remembered, because on the most recent episode that came out, the Skinwalkers and Sleepwalkers, I couldn't remember what Frank said. He said, unzipped me. Oh, you yeah, unzipped me. Because yeah. I was like, what did he say? Did he crack me open? Like what? So, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, guys. Well, um, we'll see you next week. And we hopefully won't be talking about pedophilia or $5 foot longs. Yeah, hopefully the day before Jared Fogel's release. 
because I'm pretty sure probably everyone in his cell block knows what day that is. They just beat him to death. He thinks he's going to be a free man, and they just say, fuck no, you can get freed from that corporeal form of yours. You can get freed from this mortal coil, motherfucker. you can get freed from that fucking skin sack. (laughs) Skin sack you're in. Okay. I'm in I'm in prison for life anyway. What are they gonna do? Tack five years onto my life sentence? <laughs> we'll take You're... that loose skin and tack you onto the wall. <laughs> Jesus fucking... What is with the loose skin? That's just all I see. God. Like you have to have like you must have loose skin if you're thinking about <laughs> little kids. What the fuck? I don't know what it is, but it's like not everybody with loose skin. You use the loose skin to kidnap them? <laughs> Not everyone with loose skin is a pedophile, but everyone that's a pedophile has loose skin. Not every pee pee time is a poo poo time. <laughs> but, but every poo poo time is a pee pee time. Yeah. Okay, I think now it's time to end the fucking show. Okay, we'll see All you right. next week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.